Welcome to Zila Food. Zila is the German word for soul, so soul food, but Zila food. This podcast is in conjunction with Zila Magazine, an online magazine bridging faith, cultures, and culture. I'm Ali Porti, an American Southern girl who travels and loves talking to people. I'm bringing you conversations from global movers and shakers from somewhere in the world. From these conversations, hopefully you'll be inspired to move and shake too. Thanks for spending time with me today. I hope you get fed, so let's begin. Her Excellency Dr. Sarah Almadani is one of the realest people that I've had the opportunity to meet. She's a fashion designer, a serial entrepreneur, a member of the Sharjah Chamber of Commerce and Industry. And for those of you who don't know, Sharjah is one of the United Arab Emirates, seven Emirates. So imagine there's 50 states in America, while the UAE has seven states or Emirates. But above all, her professional accomplishments, Sarah's kind, and this comes from a deep love of herself, which isn't narcissistic, but in knowing God and being guided by Him. All of this is coupled with knowing and respecting herself, which results in her having her love of humanity. When she's able, she gives of herself by sharing tips and wisdom to inspire entrepreneurs. So in this podcast interview, we discuss taking risks uh, to start your own business during this age of COVID. Uh, As you know, the pandemic has left a lot of people jobless and some might be considering starting a business but don't feel confident or feel like they have the tools to be an entrepreneur. So Sarah and I chat about the necessary tools to starting a business and how to know if the person you're thinking to partner with to be a business partner is the right person. We discuss what else is needed, like being emotionally, mentally, and socially equipped to start a business. And Sarah shares what she wishes she had known before starting her first business at 15 years old, which you'll find her response quite surprising, or at least I did. So enjoy this uh, podcast interview with Dr. Sarah Almadani, um, and I hope that you're inspired. Um, so uh, thank you, Sarah, for joining the podcast. It's an honor to have you on. Uh, I reached I'm out. I'm honored. <laughs> I reached out to you because when I heard you speak in Dubai, you really exude confidence. And like from the moment you started speaking, I'm like, wow, this woman is very confident. And I think a lot of times women struggle to be confident in themselves. Um, yeah, but I'm sure that like life circumstances that you it, it took you time to get there. I, I don't know if you came out of the womb like that. Or... No, no. <laughs> I um, wish. Yeah. What, where, where, how do you or how would you describe that confidence to to just gosh, you just command a room and you just come off like. I don't care what anybody thinks and this is what I have to say and this these are my accomplishments. Um, well, yeah. well, well, I guess, um, to be honest, I'm 34 years old, so I think it's a mixture of, uh, of experience, of pain, of, uh, of, uh, of, of life, of like, 
so so many things like i feel like i feel like it's it's a blend of so many things it's not like it's a book i read that taught me how to be like this mm-hmm. or or a conversation i had with someone that that like advised me to be like this i feel like you really really have to feel uh, something in you mm-hmm. for this to be the result of that yeah and yeah. probably the hardships I find in life, the hardships have made me really tough and stronger. It's not the the mountaintops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, go on. (laughs) Uh, So I wanted to focus the the conversation on entrepreneurship. That's what you're gifted in. You're a serial entrepreneur. You've been in business since you're 15 years old. And during this time of COVID, a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have had to close down their small businesses, but I'm sure there's some out there who are going to be starting businesses because that's just the way their life has turned out with them losing their jobs. So my first question is, what in your opinion does it take to be an entrepreneur today, especially in this age of COVID? Okay, so uh, like before we even get to, to how to how to make it happen during COVID, let's just talk about entrepreneurship in general first. Mm-hmm. Um, entrepreneurship is not a person with a great idea. It's not a person who knows how to run a business day to day. It's not a person who has a lot of money to start anything. Entrepreneurship is a personality. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people make it out there and a lot, a lot of people don't. It's because... It's a personality. You need to have that personality of a fighter, of a person who has, uh, who's a go-getter, who has perseverance, who has consistency, who, a person who doesn't give up easily. Because um, people think that just because you have an opportunity to be an entrepreneur, then you are one. No, it's, it's emotional intelligence. It's, it's so many things mixed together. So if you have the right ingredients, uh, starting a business during COVID, uh, or running a business during COVID would be a challenge, but would not be a dead end. Okay. Uh, because you deep down inside know how to tackle and how to move things and how to shift things to make it happen. Now, I, it's undeniable that everyone around the world is suffering uh, financially, even through their businesses because of COVID and what happened. It's, it's, a, it's a shared uh, emotion. It's not like only one is suffering and, and another country isn't. It's a shared emotion amongst all entrepreneurs right now. Um, but I believe as a person in crisis, there's always opportunity. So I look at this crisis as an opportunity. And uh, I did come up with a new company during COVID. And um, the, it's an entertainment company, but it solved the problem that's happening in the entertainment world. So... Having a crisis doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Having a crisis means you have to redirect your steering wheel, change your business plan to adapt to the changes that have happened to the consumer's behavior and emotions. So if you have a company that has a product or service, you need to change the product or service so it can fit the current change that happened in the consumer's behavior and emotions. A lot of people gave up. I saw a lot of friends who had potential. They all gave up, they all stopped, they all left. But uh, to me right now, I'm hungry. You know, you know when someone's hungry and they're drooling? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm drooling because there's so much opportunity out there. And you know, a lot of companies went bankrupt. So 
we have Avis, we have Golden Gym, there's so many airlines. There are a lot of companies that went bankrupt. And if you think only the fittest survived during COVID, you're wrong because these guys had a lot of money. Nothing could save them. Um, during this pandemic, it's the survival of the smartest, not the fittest. Mm. So to me, when I know these companies went out of, out of work, I, I get excited because they've grabbed market share for so long. They made their millions and billions. And even if there, there was no COVID, even if, for thing, even if things went back to normal after COVID, their business model will not fit the new world. You can't be a company that owns like 70,000 cars and think that you're going to survive in the new world while Uber has no cars and no drivers and it's all over the world. It's all about simplicity and accessibility and less overheads and thinking smartly so you can survive. So when, they, when these companies left, I was like, oh my God, this is an open field. There's so much space for new ideas, new blood, new people to come on board and start new things. So there's so much room for creativity. So that's why, to me, I'm, I'm not um, dwelling uh, in sorrow and sadness or feeling down about what happened. I'm actually very excited, and I can't wait to see what I can do. So as I said, but why am I like this? Because entrepreneurship is a mindset. Entrepreneurship is finding a, a chance where, where there's no chance at all. Entrepreneurship is looking at the light in the darkness. That's why, to me, in crisis, there is always opportunity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Much more when it's time than times of plenty. Um, so say, like, someone like me, I studied politics, international relations. I don't feel that I have an entrepreneurial mindset, which um, isn't true because people, if you've got, like you said, the mindset and the go-getter attitude, then you can thrive. So what do you do? You come up with this idea. What do you, what's the next step when you don't okay. know what to do? So I have a lot of friends that, that um, have amazing ideas or have the money to do a business, but they don't know, they don't have the, 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 the person, not the personality, they don't have the attitude it takes. Because you, you, you got to be strong. You got to be able to face and negotiate. You got to be smart in so many ways. And you got to be ready for anything. So I know a lot of people who can't do that, which is completely normal. It's fine. So what someone like that should do is find a partner that completes them. Mm. So like, for example, I, am, I, I, have this, I have dyslexia and dyscalculia. So you can imagine me trying to read contracts or me trying to do the finances in a company. Yeah. So it's, it's a, bit, a bit of a nightmare. I am, I am, I am up to date, mm -hmm. but I cannot manage it because I, my, my brain can't focus. And I don't see that as a weakness in me. I see that as like a, a blessing because I'm blessed in different ways and the way I think and how my mind works, being dyslexic. But I found a business partner that's so good in finance to complete me. Yeah. So just because you don't have it in you, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It just means find a way to do it differently. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. Yeah. Um, and, and you mentioning a business partner, that was like my last question. How, to, how do you know that the person that you're thinking to be your business partner is the right person? Like say you don't know them, you don't know their character, personality. How do you have that faith to you know, if you, their integrity, honorable. 
Yeah. So, so the only way uh, is to basically get to spend time with them, look at their ethics, look at the way they, they talk, look at their mentality. I, I go out with people a lot before doing a business with them so I can understand uh, ethically where they stand. Because to me, uh, I can teach you anything. I can teach you skills, I can teach you knowledge, but I cannot, I cannot teach you ethics. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's something I cannot even buy for you. So I look at their ethics and I ask them personal questions and I, and I challenge them with like personal situations and I see how they respond. And if I don't see any red flags, I go ahead with it, but definitely, um, you have contracts to back you up. So just in case things go wrong and, uh, us as human beings, we have this basic instinct that, um, a first impression thing, when you meet somebody, you, you can feel their energy. So if it feels good, just make sure you have the proper lawyers to draft the proper contract just in case anything goes wrong. If you felt off, don't even think about it because once they're in, you, you need to buy them out. So once they're with you, it's hard. Um, in the end, it's, it's a risk. It's, it's like being in love with somebody. How do you know they're not going to change? How do you know they're the right one? How do you know this? How do you know that? So there's like a million questions, but you take that leap of faith, right? But yeah. you take that leap of faith uh, built on, on some uh like like safe zone like you you felt okay i can i can go ahead you know what i mean at least this is a sign that i can just try so look at look look at the first signs and if you feel like the person is worth a try go for it i've seen people who were amazing and then after a year or two they they just lost it so you can't guarantee people remaining the same you can't guarantee people staying the same way that's why you back yourself up, self up with contracts and lawyers. But I also, like I told you, if the person's ethics don't match mine, no matter how much money they have, and even if I needed their money so badly, no matter what, I never go for it. Yeah. Because ethics, uh, I, then I question that their integrity. Mm-hmm. I question the way they think. I question how they are with money. So, and, and if you're sitting down and questioning all the time, like there's no peace of mind there's no peace of mind why are you doing business like that you're supposed to be with someone that makes you feel like you know you're good you makes you feel confident makes you feel you're safe so i i really take the ethics thing so seriously and i even ask them like very weird personal questions at the beginning Mm. like about life about family about situations i do i sometimes i make up stories and I want to see how they tackle the problem. So ethics is a number one thing for me because if their ethics are right, no matter what goes wrong in the business, they're always going to deal with it in the right way. Yeah. And, and it'll come out, I guess, just like you said, with my dad always says with marriage, it's easy to get in, but hard to get out. And uh, yeah. Would you advise doing a partnership agreement that either party drafted on their own? If they don't have um, money to go through, through a lawyer, if they went online, found a really good template, uh, I've heard of friends doing that. Yeah, I, I would still, I'm pretty sure everyone in this world knows somebody that knows somebody that's a lawyer, yeah. or at least you know someone that's a CEO or someone in a position where they understand a little bit. And uh, yeah, just run the contract through somebody. It's, there's nothing wrong with downloading a template that's ready. It's yeah. actually safe sometimes because, you know, it's, 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 it's been, they thought about all the details, but run it through somebody. And I'm, I'm so against um, old school contracts that are this big. I, I, my contracts are usually one page or two. That's it. 
Wow. Yeah. It I, 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 I get straight to, get straight to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when it comes to, pop- but, but, but one more, one more advice for you. Sure. Um, every single person I sit with and I have an idea and I want to talk to them about it. I make them all sign NDAs and I don't, I don't care if they get offended. Mm-hmm. But it's my idea. I've been, I, I thought about it. I slept uh, dreaming about it. I woke up thinking about it. I wrote it. So I, I protect your ideas and let people sign NDAs. I make people sign NDAs all the time. And I, I've met a lot of people who got offended, but I was like, you know what? They're There's not nothing the to be offended of. Yeah. Okay. So um, when it comes to politics, you have to ask like a woman on average about five times to run for a political office. Whereas you just have to ask a man once to do it and he'll do it. When it comes to business, are there certain things that you've learned as a woman that we need to keep in mind that maybe men don't have to think about? Just, is there anything that women? I mean, look, the thing is, I can sit and give you so many, so many reasons and, 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 and topics to talk about when it comes to this. But, um, it all depends on you. You know, like, for example, if, if, you, if you cheated on somebody, okay, mm-hmm. and you've been hiding it, and let's say a bunch of your friends are sitting down and they make a joke about cheaters, you'll take it personally right away, right? Mm-hmm. And you would think they're relating to you, although nobody knows you've cheated. Do you get the point? Yeah. So if you believe that there is something wrong, even if you're in a situation that's not related to it, but subconsciously you think it is, you would react. When it comes to gender equality and being a woman or being a man, if you feel like your gender is a problem, everything you face in life would stop you. You would have so many plateaus in your life where you're going to feel like, oh my God, here it comes again. I'm a woman. And then there's a wall that's going to build up and you're going to feel like, oh my God, I can't do this. This is not a woman's thing. This is that. This is this. Because deep down inside, you look at this as a problem. But uh, to me, I never saw my gender as a problem. I saw it as such a beautiful, powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And I never understood when people told me you're a girl or you're a woman, you can't do that. I never understood. It never registered here. Therefore, whenever I faced a situation where I had to prove myself or, or I had to show them why a woman can do it and a man, and a man can, but a woman can do it better. Um, every time I had a situation like that, I never looked at it as a wall. I looked at it as a bump in the street that I had to get over and move on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a mindset. If you believe it's a problem, you will always face a problem. If you believe it is okay, there's nothing wrong with it. They can say whatever they say, but it doesn't affect me in any way. It will never stop you. It will just, just be an obstacle that you're going to cross over and just move on. So I, I know that... Um, Regardless of how the mindset is, the world is, there's facts about the world that, you know, it's still a man's place. But uh, to be honest, um, I don't think it's a man's fault to start with. I think it's, uh, it's also women's, the women are the reason it's, it's a man's world. Because every time I sit with women who have daughters and I listen to their conversations with their daughters all the time, different ethnicities, different background, different countries, different culture, different religion. And I've heard the mother always tell the daughter, when you grow up, you're going to find a man that's so rich. He's going to take care of you. You wouldn't have to work anymore. Uh, He'll do everything for you. You're a princess. You're this, you're that, you're this. I mean, for the sake of conversation, it's cute. Okay. But um, subconsciously, no matter how old the girl is, you're literally, literally 
removing from the root every ambition she has in life when she grows up. You're destroying every belief she has inside. She's a child, but it's registering in her subconscious mind. So when she grows up, she'll feel like she's useless and she needs to depend on somebody. And this is why this world is a man's world because we women allowed that. We women are, are the ones that raised generations and made them think it's right. So we have a big hand in this problem. It's not only men. I mean, men are at fault because they kept it going, but women are the reason for starting it. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of women hate it when I say that, but, but it's the truth. Yeah. No matter how much we try to change the world, if the message is broken at home, it will always stay broken. Yeah. I can imagine you're teaching your son some of these things. <laughs> oh, God. Be- my, my, my son <laughs> is like uh, in a military camp for gender equality. That's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the woman that married him is going to find him to be quite open and different because he was raised by a strong woman himself. Um, yeah. And I think maybe that's maybe not always so typical of, of your culture. Um, so yeah, he's going to be very, or the woman who marries him is going to be very blessed. (laughs) Um, I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, you talk uh, often about spirituality and how much it's important to you. Uh, how much would you say spirituality is needed in being an entrepreneur? Um, I mean, on a personal level, I think it's everything. It's everything. Because when you're spiritually aligned, you're more clear, you're focused, you know, your you know, your purpose in life. Um, You know, when to do things and when not to do things, even if someone was watching or not, you still won't do it. Because inside you're so aligned that you are ashamed of your own self. Like, for example, a lot of people say, Oh, no one's watching. Let's do this, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you're spiritually aligned and, and, and it's greater than, than who you are, um, whether there's people or not watching, you'll never do anything wrong because I, am, I care about what I think of me. I'm ashamed to do something in front of myself that is, that is, that is not right. So you are, you are very uh, awakened in, internally, which changes your whole core and you apply that change on every single thing you do in life. Mm. It's, it's just beautiful. Like the, the spiritual awakening I had was like three years ago. And I've, I've, ever since I've been the, like so, such a beautiful human being internally. You know, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm such a beautiful person inside. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I care, kindness, love, sympathy, empathy. Those buttons got switched on. Uh, and before it used to be like a habit that you apply or do whenever you feel like, whenever you're in the mood, or sometimes to get acceptance from people. But no, when you're spiritually awakened, these things become part of your, 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 your core, part of your, your business model as a person. Mm-hmm. So you apply it every single day and you want to allow yourself to drop your branding as a person below uh, a certain like, so below a certain line, I would not accept. Yeah. So I think it's, it's very important and it even teaches you a lot when it comes to, when it, when it comes to entrepreneurship. It's just a beautiful thing and uh, not an easy thing to achieve, but you really, you really need to want it and you really need to go on a self-discovery journey to really find out what it is. Yeah, and it attributes to those ethics that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So my last question, what is something that you wish you knew at 15 that you know now when it comes to entrepreneurship that's important for people to keep in mind? 
Actually, nothing. Because I'm a person that does not live in the past or the future because they both don't exist. So if I was to go back and change something, I would never change anything because I wouldn't have been the person I am today. It's, it's, it's scary how life is and it's scary how regret is a disease that people don't understand how dangerous it is. Because if you think about it, let's say if I took a left turn on that road, uh, I would have missed the chance of meeting, let's say, my future boss or business partner. So the reason why I met them is because I went to right. So can you imagine like one small turn and everything can be changed forever? Yeah. So, so life is scary. And then when you sit down and think about it, you go like, damn, when I take decisions, I really have to be careful because one decision can change my whole life. Mm-hmm. I remember I met a business partner because he called me by mistake when I was, I, I lived between here and Los Angeles. So he called me by mistake on my cell phone and he had a funny personality. So I, I, I looked at the number and I usually don't, don't pick up uh, unknown numbers in the U.S. because they're frauds and they're like ads for insurance and all that. Of course. But that day I looked at the number and I was like, you know what, let me just pick it up. And I picked it up and we, we had a laugh, me and him, I'm like, you're trying to sell me insurance. He's like, no, no, it's a wrong number. I'm sorry. Then we became friends and then he became my investor and my business partner. So can you imagine what would have happened if I didn't answer the phone that day? You where, will I be, where will I be in life? I don't yeah. know. How would my life be? I don't know. So I don't want to tell my 15-year-old uh, self back then anything. I don't want to change anything. Even though I've, I've endured like bankruptcy and like uh, I lost people. I was, I was, you know, backstabbed and lied to and lost people and money and everything. I still, if you take me back right now and you tell me change one thing, one path, I will not change anything. Never. Yeah. And I regret nothing. Even I've, I've wasted so many years of my life, my life doing the wrong thing. And I regret nothing because I believe everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's either I changed or, or the person or the situation changed. So I, I love anything that comes my way. I love, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't even look back. That's a great outlook on life. It sounds like Matthew McConaughey's Oscar winning speech where he was asked, you know, who's your hero? And he's like me in 10 years. Or, and then when he gets to that 10 years, it's like me in another 10 years. Um, yeah. Because you're always going to be the one who's there for you. Yeah, it's true. Life situation. And once you fall in love with yourself, then it, it affects how you, you fight for yourself and how you, yeah, interact in this world. So that takes time to learn. I don't think it's something you can learn at 15. It, it, you learn it in being betrayed, lied on. Yeah. I've, I've, in, in total, I'd say my complete uh, um, upgrade that I, that I did for my soul, body, and mind was like done in, in, in a span of four to five years. Yeah. So, and it was worth it because otherwise I would have been like careless, doing mistakes, focusing on, on, on things that are not important, uh, relating and attaching myself to unnecessary things. Mm-hmm. But thank God, I, I went through this experience and you know, you can, you can either come out of it bitter or more sweet. And I always chose to be more sweet. Yeah, that's great, yeah. not bitter, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Sarah. Thank you, yeah. um, complete it, pleasure. Yeah, it's, yeah you're, you're inspiring, like as soon as you open your mouth on stage, it's like you command a room. And I don't think many people are gifted at that. 
within getting attention within one minute. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. I just, you, you just literally made my day. Oh, thank you so much. Of course. Of course. I hope you enjoyed this podcast conversation and that it fed you in some way to pursue your own dreams. Be sure to subscribe to Zayla Mag at zaylamag.com, S-E-E-L-E-M-A-G.com, where you'll be automatically entered to win our giveaways. And follow us on Instagram at Zayla Magazine, S-E-E-L-E Magazine. Till next time.